Welcome to the Underestimate Me podcast, a podcast for online entrepreneurs who are ready to change the way they do social media and online business to see real results. I'm your host, Brittany Jones, social media marketer, business coach, and lifestyle entrepreneur. And I'm on a mission to help you simplify this whole social media thing, get the tips you truly need to see results, and let your heart on fire so you can build your success story and show the naysayers what you're really made of. Why don't you go ahead and underestimate me? That'll be fun. Are you ready? (laughs) Let's do this. Hi guys, welcome back. I'm so excited to have you here. I'm with a really good friend of mine and a powerhouse boss babe, Shana Recker. Hi Shana, I'm so excited. Thank you for being here. So awesome. You're my first interview, so. I'm honored, honored, my (laughs) friends. I love it. I'm so excited. You guys, Shana helped me get my podcast started and I am just like so excited to have her here. She's amazing. She's a wealth of knowledge. I know there's going to be some amazing things come through here. So I got some fun too. (laughs) I got some fun questions here to start with actually. So let's, let's go to that first. All right. So finish these sentences for us. Okay. The first one is I have seen every episode of Seinfeld. Yeah. Yes. Do you want to know what I've never seen an episode though of? And every time I tell people this, they go, Oh my God, you've never seen it. Sex in the city. I have not seen one single episode of that. Okay. Right. Why we're friends. I never have either. Oh my God. (laughs) Everybody's so like, you've never seen that. I'm like, no, never. (laughs) I I can't even tell you the characters names to be completely honest. So that's hilarious. Okay. Next one. People say I look like, oh, people say I look like, um, Sean Penn's ex-wife. Um, what's her name? Oh, Robin Wright Penn. Okay. I'm going to have to Google her later. Yeah. I've heard that a couple of times. Really? Yeah. If, if that's what you meant. Celebrity. That's, yeah. Yeah. Totally. Cause I was making these questions and I'm like, Ooh, I wonder what she's going to say. Cause I don't know this one. I've like had this. that one a couple of times. Yep. Good. Okay. Next one. I'm currently addicted to. Ooh, I'm currently addicted to anything coconut. Oh my gosh. Like (laughs) I, I I will scoop coconut butter out of the jar and eat it like anything you just cover something in coconut and I'll eat it. Amazing. It's so good. Would you like put it in your shakes and stuff too? Uh, I don't like the gritty stuff in my shakes. I like my shakes smooth, but I would like coconut like oil or coconut something like just anything in coconut. Mm, I like that. makes me feel like the beach. Yes. Okay. The last text I sent was, uh, the last text I sent was to you. I think I I said, I'm home. I'm here. Let's do this. Let's love it. I was thinking it was probably going to be me, you know, because I'm so important. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I wish I was living in California. Yeah. I knew that. Let's just, let's just get real here. I I wish if I could be there tomorrow, I would. And what part of California? Mm, Somewhere like Southern. Like when we were there last, we were, when I was there with my husband last, we were in like Huntington beach area, which was really Mm -hmm. nice. Um, we're actually going next week to Santa Monica area. So I'm excited to see that area, but I just want warm and I want sun and I want palm trees. And I'd love to at least hear the ocean from my house. Yeah. Or see the ocean. That would be amazing. But I think it gets pricier the closer you get to the ocean. So (laughs) I think so too, but maybe just like a slight view from the top floor would be good. I'll take it. 
Okay, last one. I'm always craving. Mm. I'm always craving knowledge. Like I love learning stuff. I mean, I, I'm always craving sugars and food and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> Just make that like whatever. But I love learning something. Like I love diving into a new audiobook or listening to a podcast and being like, oh, that was just like so good. Like I just learned something from that or just something that I can learn so that I can teach it. You know, I just love that, that love piece of it. Yeah. That's totally you. That's yeah. so you. Totally. Yeah. Love it. And sometimes it's funny because I'll, I'll give somebody a piece of advice and I'll be like, I don't know where I heard this or read this <laughs> or something. I got this from somewhere. I don't know where. So I just love taking all that in and then, you know, seeing how it plays out. But yeah. Yeah. And you truly are a wealth of knowledge. Honestly, you guys, whenever I have a question, I go to Shana. She knows what's going on. So and I don't know how I know it sometimes. It's something <laughs> you just know. I just know. Oh my gosh. Well, this is good. So why don't you tell us a little bit about what you do, um, how you got started in your business, all that good stuff. Yeah, I love that. Um, well, I'm right now, I, am, I actually have two online businesses. So I'm a network marketing professional and I'm also an online business coach and I specialize in helping new entrepreneurs build the foundation for their businesses. So getting their websites organized, their social media strategy organized, which thanks to your help um, and helping them get, you know, their opt-ins ready, how to build an email list, just basically teaching them those fundamentals of what they need to start calling in clients and start growing their business. And uh, I love it because that's what I like. It's just everything that I learned from growing my business. So I started out in network. I actually, I started out as a graphic designer is where I started. Wow. I, I did graphic design for about 15 years and I stumbled into network marketing while I had, while I was on maternity leave with my third um, young, my third baby. And I fell in love with um, being my own boss. I fell in love with, I actually did fall in love with network marketing. I loved the uh, idea of having something that was my own, that I had control over to some degree. Um, I loved how owning my time and my schedule. Um, I was fortunate enough to um, have some quick success in my network marketing business that allowed me to leave the corporate nine to five graphic design career. Um, even though I've always, graphic design is always something that I do. And it's always, I, I'm very grateful for the skill sets that I learned in that career because it does serve me today. Um, but I just didn't like the corporate nine to five, having to be somewhere at a certain time for a certain amount of hours and having to ask people for time off and just all that stuff. And then putting my kids into daycare and missing stuff. And so network marketing was my first taste of being an entrepreneur, of having my own schedule and setting my own pace and, and working the hours that that worked for me. And it introduced me to the world of entrepreneur, being an entrepreneur. Totally. Um, and I love it. And I do think it is often a stepping stone for people. I think network marketing, as you know, because we have the same kind of story with that. And, you know, as far as, as being on an entrepreneur is starting in that, in that realm. Um, and it was a stepping stone for me and I still have it and I still do it and I still love it today, but it's actually led me to this career where now I am coaching people. And I think it was, it was building my network marketing business and helping other people in my organization, you know, coaching them and teaching them that I realized that I love teaching. Like I love speaking. I love sharing knowledge. I love being able to, you know, help somebody move from A to B, you know, and giving them the tools to do that. And that's what opened me up into starting to look at, Hey, maybe I want to coach on a bigger capacity. Maybe not just my network marketing team, but how can I, how can I make this bigger? Yeah. And that's what led me to looking at other online coaches and looking what they were doing. And 
initially for me, I started coaching network marketers and um, I thought that was because that's what I thought I was good at. I was like, well, I built this, you know, six figure business in network marketing. I might as well coach that. That's what I know. But in that journey of starting that um, part of my coaching business, I realized there was something that wasn't in alignment there. You know, like I was like, I love the teaching and coaching part, but for whatever reason, I was getting a lot of, um, a lot of, there was a lot of struggles with the network marketing side of it. And I took that as a sign that I was meant to be an online coach. I was meant to teach, but not network marketing. Mm. And what I found was, is as I was, as I was, um, you know, talking to people and a lot of my friends who were asking me about what I was doing with this coaching business, because everybody was curious, right? Like when all of a sudden you start a new brand and you're showing up online, you're showing up on social media differently than what they expect. They're all like, what is she doing? Why are you doing that? Yeah. They're like, does she still do that network marketing thing? They're like all invested in it. Yeah. Yeah, They're like, did it fail? Like what happened? Is she okay? (laughs) Like, yes, I'm fine. I just found something else I love that I'm doing alongside. Right. And so I, I realized like I was having these friends that were asking me about it and then they would be telling me about their ideas. Cause they, I think what happens is, is people see you doing something different and then it gives them permission to share their thoughts and ideas about some things that they want to do differently. And they were sharing these ideas with me and all of a sudden my brain would start clicking. I'd be like, okay, well you need to have a Facebook page. You need to make sure you have a group. You need to make sure you do this. You got to do that. And like my, all these ideas would start flooding out of my mouth yeah. so that I almost, I think scared some people. <laughs> I got to do what? Um, but, but I realized that that's, I was, I was feeling that way and I was expressing things in such an excited, passionate way because that's more of where my alignment was. And so about a year and a half into my coaching business, I shifted out of coaching network marketers and coaching strategy for network marketing, uh, and started coaching online business strategies. And, um, that's been about six, six or seven months into that shift, that pivot And it feels amazing. Like I know I'm doing the thing that I was meant to do because of the way it drives me every morning when I wake up, I'm like, okay, what am I doing today? What am I creating today? Who am I coaching with today? Um, so that's, that's been kind of my journey through this, um, through all the ups and downs and twists and turns, but yeah, it's been, it's been a lot of fun. And I love that you have more than one business. And that's something you and I talk about all the time is running more than one business. And what's your thoughts for people that are multi-passionate that maybe want to start something else, but they currently have a business already and they're hearing those things online, like, you know, stay focused and what would you tell them? Yeah, I I struggled with that a lot because I had a lot of that kind of um, energy coming from my network marketing peers of like, you know, oh, well, no wonder, you know, if your, if your business is kind of like not doing well, well, maybe you shouldn't be focusing on this. Cause you know, I have to say there are seasons. And when I took the season to build my coaching business, my network marketing business did feel the effects of that. Now I'm fortunate enough because it's residual. It, it, it was still great. It still provided what I needed so that I could go over and start something else, but there are seasons. And so people kept saying like, well, maybe if you didn't focus on this other thing you know, this one would thrive, but if I wasn't feeling the pat, like I, I was feeling the drive to do this and I had to explore it. And I think that if you're feeling that, that there's something there for you and, and, and think of it as like this, like I said, the seasons, like I just needed to take a season to explore this and let it figure itself out. And um, I think that, yeah, you do need to keep your focus on one thing in order to make it grow. But I, but it's just for a time. You know, and, and I've been able to shift, go over back to my network marketing business and put more time into that and then come back into this business. And, 
it's like balance is a myth. There's really no real balance. And so there are going to be times when things are out of balance and things are, you know, one thing may be suffering a bit, but that's okay. Like it's okay. Right. Cause there's so much to explore. There's so many, like, I have no idea where this is taking me, but I'm loving every second of it. Right. And so we'll, we'll see. Right. So yeah, I think if you're feeling that tug, there's a reason you're feeling that tug and you need to explore it. I love that. I feel the same way. Like this balance thing is such a myth. There is no such thing as balance and do what you love. Like if you want to start a second business, go ahead and do it. A third business, like it doesn't matter. Because here's the thing. If you have that dream inside of you, if you have that idea and you're thinking about it and then the next day you're thinking about it again and you're thinking, it will eat you alive until you actually take action on it. And that's what happened to me. I just kept thinking about it. And I mean, we definitely had some struggles that really um, pushed us to get it started, which I'm happy to to talk about because I think it's important. Um, But it, it was, it was a combination of the two. And I think the struggles that we went through, it was like the universe is the universe was saying to me, like, if you don't start this, I'm going to put you in a situation where you have to start this, mm. right? Like you've heard the feather, the brick and the Mack truck. Yeah. Right? And if you're not listening to the feathers that are tapping you on the shoulder and you don't listen to the bricks that are starting to hit you on the, on the arm, you're going to get the Mack truck and the Mack truck is going to make you, <laughs> it's yeah. going to make you listen. Right. And so we were in that kind of a situation. So if you don't mind sharing, what did that struggle look like for you? Yeah, absolutely. Um, So for us, what what happens, both my husband and I are entrepreneurs and he has his own graphic design uh, marketing business as well. And so for us, um, we were both self-employed. I had my network marketing business. He had his design business and we had just had a baby. So we were a couple years in. So maybe Ryan was about, I don't know, three or four years old. And Jason wanted to try because he was getting the tug to really try and build his design business because he was just a free, like not just, he was a, a home-based designer. He really wanted to explore and take his business out of the house and have like a small, um, firm where he had like a couple of employees and all that. And that's what he did. So, you know, my network marketing business was great and we had the finances and the time. And so he did, he explored that. And in his journey of exploring that piece of his life, it was actually, um, as good as his business was doing, it was thriving out of the house with the employees. He was actually not making any money because he had to play employees. He had to play overhead. He had to pay all of these things and it was stressing him out and he wasn't paying himself. And it, we just, it was just a time of, of learning for him. And during that time, we'd also bought a new house. We moved our life. Like there was something that happened to me when, and, and I truly believe that everybody needs to, you know, always be in check with their ego. Cause when I got really successful in network marketing, I thought my journey was just going to keep going up and up and up. And I didn't foresee that there could be dips, that there could be, you know, a season where my business wasn't going to continue to keep going up. And so in that space of me feeling like, oh, everything's just going to be great. Everything's just going to be super successful. We're just going to keep going up. We bought a new house. We refurnished it. We did all of these things. And then the Jason's business started not doing well. And we had all these, all this, all these expenses. And we tried for a good solid two years to really keep it together. And we just got to the point where we were defaulting on our mortgage. Like it was crashing hard. 
And um, it's hard when you're in that position to check your ego and go, okay, what do we do? How is this going to look when we sell this house we just bought three years ago? What yeah. are people going to think? What's, what are people going to think when Jason has to like close the doors to that business? He struggled with that a lot. Yeah. He didn't want to look like a failure. And what we really came to learn through that struggle was that all that external shit is, is it means nothing. The house, the stuff, what other people thought at the end of the day, what really meant something for us was our, our health, our kids, our family, um, you know, feeling gratitude for the fact that we had those things, regardless whether we had to sell the house and what other people thought. Yeah. And in that moment of that stress and pressure was where my coaching business was actually born because I had the idea a year prior to all of this stuff happening, but life just got busy. And we never really explored it. And it wasn't until the financial pressures were on where we were like, how do we create more income for our family? Yeah. And Jason was like, Shana, the coaching business, like maybe it's time. And what seemed like the worst possible time to start a business, because let me tell you, it's not, it's, starting a business isn't free. Yeah. <laughs> There's definitely costs involved, but it was that pressure. It was that Mack truck situation where we were dealing with having to lose our, basically lose our house, rent, like ruin our credit because we got rid of all of these credit cards and all of this debt that my business was born because we were trying to create an extra stream of income to help keep us going. And, um, and, and it, you know, thankful to family, my, my, our families were very helpful to us in getting out of that situation. Um, we've since cleared all of our debt. Um, so I know through, through ways that maybe aren't necessarily typical, but we sold our house, paid off all our stuff. We rented a house for a while until we got back on our feet. But during that time, you know, like I said, my business was born. And today, you know, after going through all of that, we have four successful businesses. Um, my coaching business is thriving. My network marketing business is, is building. Um, things are good, you know? And what we learned was that it's not about the stuff. The stuff is great. Trust me. I love the stuff. I love <laughs> the stuff. Let's be real here. But the stuff is, I'm not going to put myself in a situation to get the stuff to try and prove that I'm successful. Mm. I'm going to buy the stuff when I can easily afford it. Yeah. And that's when it's going to come into my life. And it's going to be because I love it and not because I'm trying to prove a point. And so that was a, a major lesson for me and for us is that, you know, we're building these businesses because, um, we love, we love what we do. We love, you know, watching people like for my coaching business, I love watching new entrepreneurs come in and build these businesses and make money and like, just feel the passion of, of doing what they love. Yeah. That's what's important, not the stuff. And so, yeah, so it was a bit of a, a crazy time in our lives, but you know, the pendulum swings and now it's swinging back for us and we're just, we're just loving it and teaching people with what we've learned. And sharing your story like that, it just, it helps so many people. And guys, it's not easy to get on a podcast and share those types of stories. It's not. It's not. No. So, you know. But I truly believe we go through these situations to learn something and then take what we've learned and help other people. Totally. Right? And I think that's what happens to a lot of people who end up starting businesses like coaching businesses is they've experienced something. And, and, and I'm kind of moving this into a new direction, but I think a lot of times when people start these businesses, the first thing they feel, and I felt this too, and maybe you felt this the same as well, Brittany, is the imposter syndrome yeah. was who am I, who am I to coach people? But I truly believe 
experiences can be way more valuable than a certificate from a school on like a certificate on a wall. You know what I mean? Like going through things help you um, teach other people more so than taking a class, you know, in a school. So that's literally what my next question was going to be is like, when was a time that you've underestimated yourself? Because so often we get into these businesses and we think, who are we to teach people on social media or businesses or coaching in general? And I don't know enough or I don't make enough yet. And what I realized is everyone feels like this. Everyone. All my students feel like that. And I just had that conversation this week with one of my students who's just like, you know, I'm feeling like a bit of a fraud. And I'm like, girl, I'm like, and, and she wants to help um, new moms, help, help first time moms go through that before pregnancy, pregnancy and after postpartum and all that stuff. And she's like, I just feel like a fraud. I'm like, girl, you've had three babies. Like, you're not a fraud. You know what this is about. Exactly. You don't have to be a a certified doula to know how to help a mom through pregnancy, right? You've had three babies. So much value in what you've been through. And I love the statement, the the, the quote, or I don't know who phrased this, but the, the, the grade two always looks up to the grade three. Mm-hmm. right? Like you know more than the people behind you who are trying to do what you're doing, you know, or trying yeah. to learn what you're learning. So I, I just truly believe that, um, you know, the, the, the fraud syndrome or that imposter syndrome is something I think, I think even top entrepreneurs go through that too. It doesn't stop. It doesn't matter what level you hit. You always have that moment of like, who am I to be doing this? Yeah. And I think every level of success we get, there's a new level of fears and the imposter syndrome and all of those things. And I think that the thing that changes though, would you agree? The thing that changes is that we get better. We, we, we gain more knowledge, we gain more experience, and then we get better at overcoming it faster at each level. For sure. And for me, this is why I need a coach, you know, and I know that you feel the same way. And this is what Shana does, you guys, is she coaches people, right? So it's like having those people to talk to when you're going through those moments, you can recognize like, you know, okay, this, this is not truth. I've been there, right? Like you can actually say like, I would rather have coaching from somebody. And I'm, I agree. I always believe your coach should always have a coach. And my coach right now, like hearing them say like, we've been where you are and this is how we got through it. Like to me, that is just like, I feel like, okay, you get me like you understand. And that is the most important thing versus somebody who's never been through it, but read a book on it. Like you actually really know what it feels like. Right. When, when nobody signs up for your program, cause you've never done that. Right. And how do you get through that? Or, you know, how do you handle the success even on the flip side? Like I just sold, you know, X amount of dollars worth of stuff. Like, holy shit. Now what, like, what do I do? You know? Totally. Yeah. Totally get that. Yeah. It's okay. So another question I have for you, what is one thing you wish you had have known a year ago in business? Like, yeah. Um, I think that the biggest thing that is coming to me right now, and I, and I, I would say that a year ago, maybe I didn't quite have this solid knowledge is about being myself and Mm -hmm. how that I'm not going to find success in my business unless I show up fully and authentically as myself. 
And I think what happens is in the online world, we start looking at other people's profiles and we're looking at their live videos and we're looking at their stories. And I'm thinking like, oh my gosh, I, I need to do more like what she's doing if I'm going to be successful. And I think I spent too much time in that space of like mm-hmm. trying to be a certain way when in all reality, the way that I was, the way that I needed to be in order to find the success that I was looking for was I needed to let this girl's freak flag fly. Like (laughs) I needed to let myself go and like be online as me and not re-record something 10 times to try and make it perfect because that's not what people are looking for. Right. And I, if I could have told even myself that, you know, three, four years ago when I started my business to just be you and it's okay to be you. The, People will like you. <laughs> so how do you, your stuff. how do you do that? Right. So like, I think a lot of people are looking so hard at what everyone else is doing online. We, we tend to forget who we are or what makes us different. So what would your advice be for that? Like, how do you show up as yourself? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a tough thing. And I think, and I got this advice from you actually, because I <laughs> tell you this, I was like, when I do my stories, like I would like listen to my story before I posted it and everything. And you were like, don't listen to that shit. <laughs> hit the mute button and like, just type over your stuff, put your graphics on it, but don't listen to it. Yeah. And that's one of the things I've actually challenged myself with uh, recently was to not redo my stories, to post my story as is, because if I said it like that the first time, that's the way I meant it to be. That's the way it's meant to be. And just hit send and, and, and put it out there. Uh, and same with recording podcasts. Like how many times I haven't posted a podcast because I re-listened to it and I was like, Oh, what if people are going to think something maybe not so great about that point? Like, Oh, what if I'm going to get hate mail because of that? Well, all the top entrepreneurs get hate mail. That means you're doing something. That means you're like shaking the cages and being like, Hey, listen to this. And it's, it's powerful. And so I've really, it's taken me a long time to step into that. And you just do it by, you know, just not overthinking and just letting yourself, letting yourself just be, yeah. I love that. I always say that rewatching your stories on Instagram is what makes make social media take so long. Like that's why it feels so long. It totally. 100%. <laughs> like I remember the way I was launching my, my, my mastermind or my group coaching program. And, and, you know, when you're in launch mode, you're on Insta stories all the time. And like one afternoon, it was like an hour of me trying to get one string of stories out and I kept changing it and canceling it and redoing it and getting frustrated. But that's what, what was happening was, is every time I redid it, I was getting a little bit more frustrated and my energy was shifting. And then the energy that was coming across in the video was shifting. And I realized like every time I redo this, it's getting worse. Right. And the first time I did it, it was probably fine. I was probably good. But I let my, I let the gremlins get in my head and going, Ooh, you shouldn't say that. Or, Ooh, maybe people will take that one the wrong way. And that's your ego, like a hundred percent your ego. Um, so yeah, I've learned to just like hit the mute button and just send the shit up there. <laughs> Love it guys. So keep hitting the mute button, everybody. Don't be rewatching. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So what is a tip or a secret? Because I feel like when I started to learn these quote unquote secrets about the online world, how things were really running, you know, what is a tip or a secret recently that's been accelerating your results online? Um, wow. Okay. So I won the authenticity for sure. Um, two is, you know, it's funny because 
I recently, it's, it's funny how the universe works actually. It's just, this is such a kind of a weird story. So when I was at my mastermind, my personal mastermind that I'm a part of, one of the things that was, was shared with us, like the secrets in the business world was that, um, when people, you see people who are like writing books or they're on the cover of a magazine or they wrote an amazing article in Forbes. And I would always be like, Oh, it must be so nice to get asked to write an article in Forbes. Like how good do I have to be to get that opportunity to be asked to do that? Nobody's being asked to do that stuff. You guys. <laughs> they are paying money to be in Forbes. They are paying money to be on the cover of that magazine. They are paying money to do the books. Um, and that was like a shocker for me. It, it, it was a shocker for me, but also a relief. Yeah. Like I, I instantly felt like, okay. Like, it's not like I have to be this most epic, amazing human. I mean, obviously that's what we're striving for. Always trying to be our best, but I felt like it was going to be 10 years before I would even get to a level where all of a sudden I was going to be asked to write an article for something. And so it made me feel like, okay, so this is still doable. Like I still can do this. Like I'm still got a chance. Like I'm still, you know, and so one of the things that happened when I came home from that weekend, which is so bizarre is I was actually asked to be, um, to write a chapter of a collaborative book of entrepreneurs and it's going to be 30 entrepreneurs. Um, I was asked to write a chapter of the book, but here's the kicker is I was asked to do it, but I had to pay <laughs> in order to be a part of it. Yeah. But I'm so glad I learned that at the mastermind because then I didn't feel so, I felt like, of course I'm going to do this. This is an opportunity for me to, one, I'm going to pay for it. Yes. But it's an opportunity for me to share my story, to network with 30 other amazing entrepreneurs. There's going to be a book launch. It's going to be on Amazon. This is an opera. This is a PR opportunity for me. And that's what all of these people are paying for. Like the article in Forbes, the magazine cover, all these things, they're PR opportunities that they've paid for. And now I understand why. Yeah. Because it just gives you the credibility. It gives you a place to say, Hey, I did this. It opens you up to being introduced to and into new networks. And so that was a secret that I learned that I was like, damn. Okay. Yeah. It really feels like it shortens that distance between you and everybody else. 1000%. I all of a sudden felt like I'm not so different and that I, it actually leveled the playing field for me. Like I felt like, okay, I'm, I'm in this game. I can do this. Right. And so now I've, it's opened me up to like, okay, well, where can I, you know, offer to help, you know, other magazines by offering even free doing articles for free, or how do I, you know, get myself out there, you know, where I'm like, you have to ask. And that's the same with podcasts too, you guys. Yeah. Like when you see, when I see Chris Harder, who's uh, somebody I love and Lori Harder, those, those are my mentors right now. And they're doing podcast interviews with all these awesome people. Those awesome people asked to be on that podcast, right? Yeah. You want to be on Brittany's podcast? You got to ask her. She's not just going to go and find you out of the blue because you're amazing. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, sometimes that happens, but you got to ask her what you want. And that's what these entrepreneurs are doing. So it's literally been a game changer for me. Yeah, it, that blew my mind too when I started realizing all that. And then you and I connected the pieces. And <laughs> I was like, you will not believe this. <laughs> you guys, Shana called me from the airport. Like, so the bestseller sticker on books, you buy for that. And I was like, what? Yeah. Like, yeah, amazing. So you guys, like if you're listening to this, like I hope you're inspired by that because this shortens the distance for everybody. Yeah. It does. And, and it's okay. Like it's okay. Like, and you and I were just talking about this today about Instagram followers. Like 
yeah, I pay somebody to help me grow my Instagram. Like that is something that happens in business. Like you are, if you're not playing the game, you, you're going to get left behind. Like it's, it's, it's just the way that it works. And that was the mentality of the messaging, even with what we were learning about the books and the covers and all that stuff was that this is the, this is the entrepreneurial online game. And if you're going to have a piece of it, I mean, yes, you still need to show up and give amazing value. Yes. You need to be consistent. Yes. You have to help people and serve people in one way, shape or form. But these are also things that you have to do in order to get people to find you guys. The world is full of people doing the same things as you You need to find opportunities where you can stand out. And if you have to pay to do that a little bit here and there, that's just part of the business. Yeah. And that was like, for me, I was like, it was just, it was like, what? <laughs> I know. I know. It was shocking. Everyone listening to this is going to be like, what? They're going to be tagging us. Like, yeah, yeah guys, tag us yeah. and tell us what you think of this. Like, that's what I want to know. Your mind. <laughs> yeah. Tell us. I want to hear. I want emoji. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> totally. Okay. So you mentioned a couple of people that you love, but who are your top three people that you love following on Instagram that you like daily check their stories. Yes, um, absolutely. Well, and I'm going to exclude you because we are, they already know we love (laughs) stuff. Um, but I do love my Chris Harder is one of my mentors and I do love his stuff. I love the way that he shows up online, very authentic. I love his no, no messing around attitude. Um, it's definitely a page out of his book that I'm trying to, you know, take on for myself. Um, so I really do love, um, love his stuff and same with Lori as well. Um, I also, I love Ed Milet too. I just, I think he, he is just, um, him and Gary V. I know a lot of people don't love Gary V. Yeah. I do love him. I just, again, I just love his real, don't give a shit attitude and drawn to that. And I think that I'm drawn to that kind of um, personality because it's something that I need more of in my own life. So I'm drawn to that because I, I'm, I need to, to do that. You know, I feel like that's something that we're drawn to is what we need. Um, and so those are a few of the top ones. I mean, those are some top sort of celebrity ones. Um, you know, I'm also like, you know, when you're in a mastermind with all other people, mm-hmm. God, I love my mastermind friends. Um, we follow all each other's stuff and we're just inspired by each other. So when you're part of a group mastermind, you guys, the relationships that you create in those group masterminds, they're just as valuable as the relationship with the mentor. Yeah. Um, right. Like a hundred percent, a mastermind changed my business. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, and that's why you'll always hear the coach, the good coaches always have a coach because we know we're always learning and we're always growing and not even just from our mentors, but from the other people in the, in the class. Right. It's hundred percent. Yeah. So those are some, some of my key, key people right now. So what's your unrealistic goal you have for yourself? And I say unrealistic because a lot of times I used to like dumb down my goals or I would make them a lot smaller when I spoke them out loud because I thought, you know, what would people think of me for saying this? This doesn't seem realistic. Um, They were big goals. They weren't incremental goals. So what is one of your unrealistic goals you have right now? Well, that's, that's a good question. It's funny because I have a a journal that I got. It's the Rachel Hollis, the start today journal, I think it is. And you have to write 10 big 
things that you're going to make happen in your life. So I actually have 10 of them, but I won't give you all 10, but a couple of them that I have on that list is one for myself, uh, top 10 business podcast. Um, obviously the California dream home and life. That's something that I, I see, but the, the two big ones that actually the two ones that scare me the most yep. be the top 10 business podcast on iTunes, um, and hosting my own live event. Yeah, you totally do that. That doesn't even seem crazy to me. Oh, it makes me want to throw up on my shoes, but it is something that I want to do. Um, I just, I, I, I'm seeing 2021. Um, I think in the next year, I'm going to start fostering the idea and start writing ideas and stuff down. And I think I'd love to do something like that, like a business event, like where we have speakers like yourself, like teaching social media and we have mindset and we have strategy and like, we're connected to all kinds of amazing people. Yeah. So it would just be a matter of, you know, creating the venue and, you know, just a matter of creating the venue and selling hundreds of tickets, you know, like nothing. You guys, if you're listening to this and you want to come to this event, cause I want to come to it and it hasn't even been started yet. You need to <laughs> tell Shana in your stories because this is happening. This is exciting. Totally. I know. Right. And it's like, it's just one of those things where it's like a challenge. It's like, I see people doing these events and I've been to these events. I love these events. And I'm like, yeah. How could I create something like this that's going to give entrepreneurs strategy? Because that's one of the things that I felt like I had all the mindset stuff. I had all the positive energy, the juju, the meditation, all those things. What I felt like, and I, and I had people saying, trust yourself, trust yourself. You know what to do. And I get that. I do feel that. But then I also want a strategy. I'm like, how do I build a funnel? Like somebody tell me. Oh you my know? God. If I heard just decide one more time, I was going to pull my eyeballs out. I'm like, Kate, we get it. Just decide, be in good vibes. Like it'll yeah. just come to you. Like, no. <laughs> and I do believe in that to some degree. Of course. You still need to learn strategy. You still need to know. Like one of my favorite books is the, like, I've got a couple of favorite books, but <laughs> <laughs> strategy wise is the book called launch by Jeff, um, Jeff Walker. And that book is all strategy about launching. And it's like, it's amazing. And it's like step by step by step. And I was like, this is the kind of stuff that I need now. This is what my season is right now is learning those strategies. I had a season of all the woo and all the personal belief and energetic stuff. And I still love that. And I always believe in that, but I needed a season of strategy and that's what the mastermind that I'm in right now. It's like all strategy. And I was like, I was like, I'm in my heaven right now trying to learn it all and take it all in. So I feel like I need to do an event where I'm teaching strategy. Yes. There'll be some woo there too, but it will mostly be like how to do certain things, you know, like how how to maybe have somebody in there to teach how to be, you know, how to write a book or how to get into PR, you know, that kind of stuff or how to, you know, do that kind of thing. So who knows? So let me know when tickets are available. Cause I want the first one. Cause that's <laughs> what I need too. So you'll be looking at it just so you know. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Well, honestly, Shana, thank you so much for doing this for us today. I mean, so many amazing things. I need to go back and listen to and write some more stuff down. It was so good. If our listeners want to find you, where are you hanging out? Where should they yes. come up? I am at Shana Recker on Instagram and it's just shanarecker.com online. I keep it pretty simple. So um, those are the spaces you can find me. Facebook, it's the Dream Hustle page on Facebook, Dream Hustle with Shana Recker. And um, yeah, I'd love to connect. Send me a DM if you have questions or if you found value in this today. I'd love to hear from you. But um, thank you, Brittany, so much for having me. I'm honored to be the first guest. Your first guest. I know. I love it. I love it. It's going to be, it's, this podcast is going to blow up, you guys. So keep your eyes on this girl. It's going to be you. I'm so excited for you. Thank you so much. 
Thank you so much, you guys, for listening to this episode. If you could take a second and share this on your Instagram stories and tag me in it, I would be so thankful. Don't forget to hit subscribe. And until next time, get out there and give the haters something good to watch. Why don't you go ahead and underestimate us all? That'll be fun.